on and fight, take a stand. We can prevail, we will prevail. Standing firm, standing still. We will prevail, we can prevail. Standing firm, standing still. We will prevail, we can prevail. Standing firm, standing still. On God! a war my friends welcome to spirit wars that was my friend justin being freaking awesome that piece inspired me right from the beginning to be a spiritual warrior back in like 2003 so tonight we're going to get into some other kind of a spirit war it's my grandfather don basham face up with a miracle and also the news so i'm going to jump just jump right in hallelujah we're broadcasting live on fringe radio network Pre- apparently the uh, the connections have been pretty good recently, so I think we can we can use the network tonight. We're working on getting a studio real soon, and um, the audio, in my opinion, sounds decent. You wouldn't believe this, but this is actually like a really cheap Samsung phone on the carpet. Yeah, I'm literally like lying on my stomach right now doing the recordings the last few days. Yeah. And I've been listening to it, and I think this is comparable with some of the professional studio quality. (laughs) So whatever. Anyway, it's temporary. We have a studio. We're going to fix it up and start using that. But without further ado, the battle is in front of us. Last night, I was contacted by a guy in Cambodia dealing with severe struggles Please pray for him. He goes by the name Sean. Man, what an incredible night. And just insane personal things. Just, I won't get into it, but I I stepped outside and there was the blood red moon eclipse. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, it's like witchcraft night. Like our, our good friend who just passed away recently, Russ Dizdar, would obviously recognize the signs and be like, yep, high witchcraft night. And uh, so if you felt anything weird, <laughs> you're not the only one. But anyway, pray for my friend. Uh, it sounds like he's still alive, at least. 
but it's not just him. It's his other friends there. It's a lot of stuff that's going on. So just, just pray and let's stay strong. Let's get into the news first. And then we're going to get into the face up with a miracle from chapter four. I'm sure you guys all have your copies. Actually, we haven't even translated Face Up with a Miracle by Don Basham to PDF format yet. So at least we got to do that. It's got to be on Amazon. It's got to be shared as an ebook, and it hasn't. So big, uh, big work ahead for the Basham legacy to continue. So as we continue into these end times, we must not forget the past. And uh, before we go into that, we're going to. We're going to go, hey, nuclear knucklehead, nuki nuki. You know, I call my daughter nuki nukies, like nuke, like nuclear level cuteness. Nuclear knucklehead sounds kind of similar. All right, let's continue here. Uh, we're going to go right into the news. There's a lot going on every day, but sometimes you just read the headlines and you kind of get a dialysis, an analysis. We're not talking about getting your diabetes. Don't eat too much sugar, guys. All right, so stevequail.com. Punishments set for U.S. troops who refuse vaccination. The new Army directive comes amid a battle between the Defense Department and Oklahoma National Guard over military-wide vaccine mandate. Yeah, fight on, guys. Fight on. I've been, uh, there's a lot of girls just showing off their beauty and I'm fine with that, but don't get too sucked in. You know, a lot of dudes just chilling and, and just loving all the attention. A lot of goofy, stupid jokes, a lot of perverted humor. It's a mess. But amidst all of that, a huge army of Christians rising up and publicly stating their faith. I've said this over and over again. And what we need to do is get out there and encourage those people and get involved in the conversation and get out to the public square of today. And a lot of these people are military chaplains, believe it or not. I've been following – I mean I, I don't have time to follow everybody. I've been – I just have followed everybody. I've got like 4,000 people. But um, we're getting up to like 800 followers on TikTok, Searfax. Um, anyway – it's controversial, it's, you know, it's fleshly, it's whatever, it's raw, you know, you might you might get in trouble with your girlfriend or your goldfish or your dog or your pastor, but I'm saying this is, this is where the conversation's happening. And uh, if you've noticed, YouTube is pretty much dead. I mean, it's all controlled, completely controlled AI algorithms to like the, the freaking second that you post something there, they're like, Meh! Nope, we got you, Dave. I can't let you post that, Dave. And then Facebook is all the only people who are there now, really effectively, are older people who God bless them, but they might just be happy to share some Bible verses, and that's it. And then you've got Gab and MeWe and Brighty on social, and Telegram is big. You know, we're going to be talking about that, but where the raw energy is. All the the uh, the new up and coming soldiers, it's on TikTok, and that's unfortunately uh, the latest Venus fly trap. But we need to reach out to those people and, and tell them that there's a spiritual war and get ready. Your accounts will be banned at some point. Um, those of us who have been in the fight longer 
we um we understand how this works but anyway it's good to see people standing up two russian strategic bombers make flight near alaska uh, you know russia is is um, a big factor today two t c of akostsk Another story, multi-dimensional planned disaster. Insider lays out dire food supply collapse scenario prompted by vaccine mandate. You know, everywhere you go, there's, oh, we don't got that. We don't got that. Be aware of the danger. I'm telling you, every time you go out, buy some extra food. Just, it's not going to kill you to spend an extra 10 bucks buying like beans and a, a bag of rice. And just put it in the closet. But more than that, we need to seek the Lord. This is interesting. Kamala takes charge as Biden goes under anesthesia for colonoscopy at Walter Reed. VP Harris becomes first woman with presidential powers during his physical amid reports of their rift. There's a lot of prophetic implication to this, guys. And... It's all puppetry, but still, like, pay attention because 24 hours and uh, we're looking at the horror Babylon being manifest. Maybe it's Kamala. I mean, what a better name for somebody that is going to represent the horror Babylon. Sorry to be like that, but, you know. Can we prevent a new global pandemic? A new pandemic treaty could stimulate global cooperation in two areas, health security and health equity. There's going to, this, this uh, COVID thing was just the beginning and everybody knows it, but they're afraid to say it. Smallpox or Ebola, which plague will be weaponized and released on humanity next? Ooh, so exciting. Rittenhouse judge slams mainstream media coverage of trial as frightening judge Bruce Schrodinger responds to media criticism of himself while addressing court. So good that he was found not guilty. It's not just smallpox. It's smallpox plus Ebola that will soon be released. New show on the Common Sense Show, Dave Hodges. I literally just talked to him a month and a half ago. Um, presenting facts related to the planned release of hemorrhagic smallpox, which will devastate. Yeah, be aware of the plan, guys. I mean, Ebola is a heavier virus, not as easy to transmit through the air. But still very frightening. Very frightening, nonetheless. And I heard this recently. I'm not sure. I think it was Alex Jones. It might have been another trusted source. Yes, Alex Jones, trusted source. That the next big pandemic will be something like a weaponized Ebola, but it will have cures and it will be used to bring people to their knees who don't accept the cure. And uh, we'll see. Do you want to give birth to a human animal chimera? Ooh, doesn't everybody? Scientists genetically engineer new sperm cells from some kind of hell dimension because 
I saw this demonic entity and it was literally just nasty, just really gross. And it had one wing. Um, I'm only sharing this because of that article, but it had one wing and it was engineered, you could say, as a puzzle piece to be fitted into another entity that also had one wing that took over this lesser being to become a higher being because it had two separate entities coming together in one. And then it had two wings and it was, it was nasty. It was, I had some nightmares last night. It was an attack night guys. I mean, did you not feel it? I also had a little glimpse of heaven, so it wasn't all bad, but that demon, man, that was weird. I've never seen anything like that. Like, I see this creature walking around with one wing and then it's being pressed by the other creature with the other wing to join with it and to become this new ultra evil creature. And this genetic splicing and being merged with animals and all this stuff, it's uh, it's very sophisticated. And, and meanwhile, they give us very stupid things like six foot distance where mask led vaccinate destroying the intellect. The coming great delusion uh, Skywatch TV is continuing to share um, about the extraterrestrials versus biblical creation polemics. Very interesting having to do with the great delusion coming to a four. That is the aliens telling us they are gods. Also regarding exoplanet water worlds, chaotic sea monsters. So that'll be fun. A lot of interesting stuff on Steve Quayle. Gruesome mass World War II grave includes 675 children believed to have been drained of blood for wounded German soldiers unearthed in Russia. Ew. Yeah, we're just brushing the surface of what they did. Sounds familiar, like elite rituals now. Yep. Are you more likely to die from COVID or the shot? According to a September 2021 analysis based on conservative best case scenarios, the COVID shots have been have been killing five times more seniors than the infection. And of course, it started in the nursing homes. How a Nashville radio station became a conspiracy theory hotbed in the 90s. More than two decades ago, WWCR presaged a type of disinformation and conspiracism that is now rampant. Total jaded hit piece filled with leftist rhetoric. You know what? I'm not that far from Nashville. Maybe I should just drive down there. Just got some wheels. We're getting loaded and locked here, guys. The studio, the wheels, the enemy's freaking out. And I'm reading Don Basham tonight. So, look, if you if you were able to catch the last broadcast, it was just the first three chapters of Face Up with a Miracle. But my grandfather's legacy, and you're talking to the first child of the only son of Don Basham. So this show represents a lot of backstory, a lot. And I didn't just sit around at home playing video games all day. I, I like to do that, but I'm, I forced myself to get off my butt, learn some Japanese, 
go to Japan, go to China, go to Taiwan, join a cult, learn a lot of Bible. I'll tell you, like getting out of the system, you finally get to read the Bible. It's like, hey, Michael, what Bible did you read today? Like that's your, that is your peer review. Not what was your, how much money did you make at work today? The world says you got to go to work. You got to get a job. That's your, that's your meter and your metric for how successful you are. Not, oh, how close do you come to Jesus every day? Well, no, but I worked really hard. Okay, great. But what about how close are you to Jesus today? And you know what? Before we get into this, let me look at a psalm here. We just recorded another Foundation Stones with Anna Prayers and Cellar Door. And um, just this really spoke to me because I feel like this is the signal right now is uh, Psalm 57. And then we'll we'll take a little break and get into the into the um, into the reading. Well, we'll get into Face Up with a Miracle, Don Basham. But Psalm 57, the righteous perish and no one takes it to heart. The devout are taken away banned on YouTube, and no one understands that the righteous are taken away to be spared from evil. Yeah, they, they lose their Facebook and Twitter so that there's no record so that the uh, the FBI doesn't show up and look at them and take them to prison. Well, I don't know. That might, that might actually be accurate. Those who walk uprightly enter into peace. They find rest as they lie in death. Whoa. Yeah, that's a good verse for people who are getting martyred. A lot of people have been martyred. You could argue that, um, well, quite a few of our friends, Rust Isdar included with his wife, may have been martyrs. But you, come here, you children of a sorceress, you offspring of adulterers and prostitutes. Who are you mocking? At whom do you sneer and stick out your tongue, you Kamala Harris's, are you not a brood of rebels, the offspring of liars? You burn with lust among the oaks and under every spreading tree. You sacrifice your children in the ravines and under the overhanging crags. The idols among the smooth stones of the ravines are your portion. Indeed, they are your lot. Yes, to them you have poured out drink offerings and offered grain offerings. In view of all this, should I relent? Amazing. Uh, it goes on, but think about it. Back in the day, people lived a sexually promiscuous lifestyle and had abortions in just, it was like the pagan sacrifice thing was the way to do it. You know, just, just sacrifice your baby. And um, I'm sure that they were happy to receive those little babies that were unwanted. And the Planned Parenthood of yesteryear was just do it like this. Do it Psalm 57 style. Forsaking me, you uncovered your bed. You climbed into it and opened it wide. You made a pact with those whose beds you love, and you looked with lust on their naked bodies. You went to Molech with olive oil and increased your perfumes. You sent your ambassadors far away. You descended to the very realm of the dead. Amazing. Molech is at the heart of all this stuff, this... um big giant sex orgy with the devil. 
You wearied yourselves by going about, but you would not say it is hopeless. It's okay. I just took my third booster shot. So I can keep my job. Mainly I can keep my job. Even though I had a heart palpitation, I'm going to die. I'm going to go to the hospital. Look, if you took the first shot, don't take the second, third, fourth, fifth. Get some ivermectin. Get some stuff to thin your blood. Don't get blood clots. I'm not a doctor, but there's doctors out there that can help you that are aware of this stuff that don't care about losing their licenses or getting obstructed by the, the system. But this is about forsaking your Lord. And it's like, those people will be exposed. I feel like there's a purging going on right now. Like all of us, are guilty, really. I mean, all of us, especially us men, you know, we can all feel, oh, yeah, I'm a lo I'm a useless loser. I saw a purdy lady, and I thought, man, she was purdy, and that's why I'm going to hell. So I thought a purdy lady was purdy. This is talking about the system of Babylon, and that system of Babylon wants to destroy all normal life on this planet. And we need to realize that we're in a war and that war is coming home to us. The AI is in your house with Alexa and, and, and whatever AI thing we're engaging with. So I'm skipping through, but Psalm 57 is really important. I live in a high and holy place. Also with the one who is contrite and lowly in spirit to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. That means like, okay, you took the first shot. All right, I am, I'm sorry I took it. I don't want to, you know, continue in this. I, yes, I'm, I'm, uh, I've failed in so many ways, Lord. I need your help. Yes, I am not the biggest, bestest and the greatest, even if you're super successful and you're Michael Basham on Spirit Wars broadcasting live on the Fringe Radio Network, you're still lowly and humble. I just don't know how to do it. Because it's true, without Jesus, we're all doomed. Thank you, Lord, for another day that we can share the word. And you know what? Do you think that this would have been possible in communist Soviet Russia days? to go on a, on a radio thing and share the Bible and go against the mandates that are illegal, but whatever they're, they're saying that Christianity is illegal and it's anti-government. And do you think you could do this in um, communist China in during the cultural revolution, just go on the radio and share the Bible? No, you would go to jail. You would be tortured. You'd be put in a isolation chamber. Thank you, Lord, that we have this opportunity. And it is so important that we reach out to people. And the internet is a tool, but it's not as powerful as talking to people face to face. So, hallelujah. And this is a very, very, very unique time that we're in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will heal them. Peace, peace to those far and near, says the Lord. But the wicked, and is this you? Is this me? The wicked are like the tossing sea which cannot rest, whose waves cast up mire and mud. 
So this is not talking like pretty, beautiful Hawaiian blue and purple waters that are just warm and refreshing and lovely. No, we're talking about like some kind of muddy, miry port of nasty. There, There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. No peace. You know what? That person wronged me. I'm going to focus on that all day and just get all craven and sullen and miserable because you know what? Ugh, I just hate them. I want to destroy them. You know, think about it. There's bad people out there. We've all encountered them. Do you live in forgiveness or are you constantly thinking about revenge, getting back at those people that, um, well, let's just say I know somebody that's had their daughter kidnapped from them and was dragged to court and lied about over and over again. Of course, the judge threw it all out, but what do you do with people like that? Do you shoot them? Do you ask for Jesus to give you justice? I think the latter. Let's just say I know somebody like that. And it all started right after getting on the Fringe Radio Network and putting your voice out there and escaping the clutches of, I guess, the miry ones, the wicked, those that toss up the the mud and the mire. Yeah, the miry, mire, miry people. But anyway, continuing into into the word, it's like, we don't exercise revenge. You know, you, you're a new Christian, you're, you're innocent, you don't experience the wickedness in the world. Like, I come from a good family and you project goodness. You think everybody's good, they must be. No, apparently a lot of people, uh, a real fighter spirit. And this is called face the light. You know, turn away from the darkness. I'm just going to play a few minutes of that and we'll be right back.
We are back. Hallelujah. Thank you, Justin, for um, that music. 
And, uh, that was very nice, and I guess we should face the light, but we all have to go to church and be nice church people. So, back to being a nice church person. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> we, um, don't need to be nice church people. In fact, the nice church people also say, come to our Bible study, but do you have your mask? Do you have your vaccine passport? Do you accept a gay Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Not the heterosexual Jesus, but do you accept, uh, do you accept, um, well, we have a gay marriage happening this Sunday, so I hope everybody will donate to the church for that. And that's a lot of the church now. Believe it or not, the fake church. Kind of a thing. You know, the Antichrist shows up, doesn't show his regard for women, and the desire of women, we, that's kind of a mystery, but a lot of people think that the Antichrist will be, will be homosexual. I don't think that's like the key to that revelation, but whatever. Anyway, let's get, <laughs> this is a little bit of church talk here. Face up with a miracle. My grandfather and, and my grandmother, Alice Basham, they went through the church system. So um, you definitely want to hear the last broadcast about that. We'll see how far we get into this tonight. Elder Sammy Tinger's chocolate pie. All right, get ready for some deep stuff. Holding an important place in the life of nearly any Bible college or seminary is the carefully developed and maintained program of student pastorates. The only way the student minister learns to preach is by the experience of preaching. Phillips University supplied student ministries ministers for well over a 100 Christian churches within a 200-mile radius of the campus. While a few students who preached close to the seminary lived on the field and commuted to classes, most lived in Enid and drove to their churches for the weekend. Every Friday afternoon saw a mass exodus from the campus as scores of young ministers climbed into cars and struck off in all directions to render youthful, optimistic Christian service across Oklahoma, Kansas, and even to border areas of Missouri and Texas. A few served as youth directors or associate ministers of the larger city churches, but most pastored small congregations of 100 members or less. The quality of preaching may have left something to be desired, but the program provided the students with preaching and pastoral experience and made it possible for a large number of small churches, which otherwise would have been unable to afford a resident pastor, to have a regular ministry. I think I've I've seen this kind of thing. When a ministerial student completed most of his undergraduate study, he became eligible for a student preaching point. In the spring of my junior year, I reached the stage and filled out an application. One day, soon after, the director of field service called me into his office. Don, I see you're eligible to serve a church now. Well, a church in eastern Kansas telephoned this morning. Their student minister has found a church closer to Enid, and they want someone to preach for them this weekend. I jumped at the chance and rushed home to tell Alice, Honey, I'm preaching this Sunday. Alice looked up from her ironing. That's nice, she said. Where? In my excitement, I had forgotten the name of the place. All I could remember was that it was some place in Kansas. Thrusting my hand in my pocket, I retrieved a crumpled slip of paper 
the director of field service had handed me. It's a place called Edna, Kansas, near Coffeeville. Where's Coffeeville? I hadn't the foggiest notion, so we dug out a tattered road atlas to look. After a brief search, we located Coffeeville, then Edna. Looks like it's a long way from here, Alice mused. I added up the miles. 260 miles, one way, I said lamely. No wonder their minister wanted a church closer to Enid. But the appointment was for one Sunday only, and every young preacher has to start somewhere. To make the long drive, we left early Sunday morning while it was still dark. We arrived in plenty of time, but first sermon jitters had taken hold of me, and I was all full of flutters. <laughs> I spent the minutes before the service checking hymn numbers in the order of worship with the pianist and one of the elders, trying not to look nervous. This is so honest. This reminds me of the first time I ever did a podcast on Fringe Radio Network. We had been told that both Edna and the church were really small. That was an understatement. Edna was not really a town, just an intersection of roads with a service station and a general store. And the Elm Christian Church had what is generously referred to as a modest congregation. Given good weather and the right time of year, Sunday attendance percentage-wise was excellent. Bad weather or harvest season, we were told, cut the crowd considerably. The Sunday we were there, it was good weather. It had a full two weeks before the beginning of harvest, so the congregation turned out full strength, including all the children. There were 32 people present. I know because I counted them. Twice. I announced the opening hymn and the service began to move forward with a kind of hesitant efficiency. All too soon, it was time for my sermon. My text was the story of the rich young ruler. Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? But I confess my primary concern was not so much with spiritual profundity. There was the more pressing problem of filling the allotted sermon time with coherent speech before either my voice or my knees gave out. The service was a success only in that I was able to get through the worship hour without committing some glaring error. As I walked up the aisle to back to the back of the church to pronounce the benediction, I wiped my brow with my handkerchief and silently thanked the Lord for getting me through the service. You know, it, as a basham, it's interesting to read this because we all have this sense of performance, like, oh my gosh, it's got to be perfect. Oh my gosh. But when I got out of my own family uh, realm, I found that the world is just full of people who are hungry for a person who has um, quality and uh, genuineness and it just is not there because they want something necessarily, but because they really love the Lord. And you don't really need to worry about a lot of this kind of stuff. But I didn't know that because I'm a Basham and we try to do a good job all the time. And I guess that's why we're uh, we're pretty entertaining. And it, it also comes from my other side of my family. My grandmother, my Estonian grandmother, always a great entertainment, cheerful lady. Um, Ellen Valdsar, also in heaven now. Always the life of the party. And you got to kind of, when you have that in your genes, just step away and be like, people don't just need to be entertained or to be pleased by a perfect performance. It's like 
do you love Jesus really? Do you seek him regularly? Are you really giving me something that's going to work? Can you pray for me and it's going to work or not? Can you tell me what I need to know right now or lead me in the right direction? Well, let me make sure I lead you in the right direction with the most utmost perfect presentation. No, that doesn't really matter. We're in a war. People are dying everywhere. All I'm here to say is, look, anybody can do a better job than me. I am here doing this as like, I'm literally like bare bones, bottom of the barrel most of the time. Anybody can do a better job. And I implore you to get busy because we need you. We need you, Star Fox. Will you help us? All right. So, um, okay, hold on. Okay. This is interesting, though. This is this is kind of Lord. Uh, wow, how do you do it? Okay, okay. Afterward, we were invited to the home of one of the elders of the church for Sunday dinner, and I remembered our visit to Edna more for the lesson I learned in that home than for it being my initial preaching endeavor. We gathered around a table laden with a bounty common to Midwestern farm folk heaping platters of fried chicken, white mountains of mashed potatoes, cream gravy, creamy gravy, bowls of cooked vegetables, crisp green salads and spicy pickles, hot biscuits with melted butter and homemade peach preserves. Gosh, man, I need to go get me some of that after this. I'm going to go to KFC as soon as this is done. Oh, wait, it's two o'clock in the morning. Never mind. I responded with sincerity when asked to return thanks. After the prayer, Mrs. Sammy Tinger, our hostess, left the table and returned carrying a plate with a huge slab of chocolate pie, which she placed in front of her husband. Oh my gosh. Pa doesn't like to end his meals on anything sweet, she explained, so he has his dessert first. You folks just go ahead and help yourselves to the chicken. So while we ate fried chicken, Elder Sammy Tinger ate chocolate pie. Later, while we ate chocolate pie, he ate fried chicken. Although I studiously avoided any comment, Elder Sammy Tinger noticed my surprise and after dinner shared with me the philosophy behind the reversal of menu. Now, preacher, I'll agree that in the Old Testament, the Lord has quite a bit to say about what's fit to eat and what isn't. But I don't recall him ever saying what order we had to eat it in. Do you? I don't think he minds if my eating habits differ from yours or the other fellows. The way I figure it, if it satisfies me, it satisfies him. I smiled and quoted for him Emerson's famous statement, He who would be a man must be a nonconformist. Elder Sammy Tinger laughed, slapped his knee, and said, Well, I guess that means I qualify. Many times since then, I've recalled the incident of Elder Sammy Tinger's chocolate pie. It has helped me refrain from hasty criticism of others, as well as helping me to be true to myself, even when it meant being different. There is good common sense in refusing to be bound by customs which have no true worth in themselves and are not of our making or to our liking. I had preached a sermon from the pulpit that day, but Elder Sammy Tinger preached a better one at the dinner table. Oh, Papa, so humble. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of enjoying this. 
And uh, I got some news to share at the end of this, so if you want to stay tuned. If you if this isn't your thing, well, you know what? Frickin' just turn it off. But I like, I like learning about... Like, if you found out that your grandfather had written all these books and you never really knew what he had said and you just remember hearing echoes of legends and controversy, wouldn't you want to go and find out what he wrote? And because of this beautiful chance to share on the Fringe Radio Network, and I regularly get emails like, when are we going to get Don Basham's books on um, for sale, like, before I can get them? Got a pile. Actually, I grabbed this uh, copy from my sister's house, and I'm reading it in my father's house. And uh, we're going through major battles, but it's just we're super blessed, super super blessed. And I would like to add heaping piles of chocolate cake blessing to that by continuing to honor our fathers. Chapter 5, The Lord Will Provide Even Spare Parts My first regular student pastorate was in Burnett, Texas, which although not quite as far as Edna, Kansas, was still a weary 210 miles from school. Another student preaching in a nearby town rode with me. Leaving for Burnett after Friday classes were over, I would drop Charles off at Lawton, Oklahoma, and pick him up on the return trip Sunday night. Looking back, I marvel at the divine protection extended to the 140 ministers, young ministers like ourselves, who drove thousands of miles in all kinds of weather at all hours of the day and night to render our Christian service. Guardian angels, whom the Lord must surely have appointed to keep watch over that traveling flock of preachers, worked overtime, for I do not recall a single student minister being involved in a serious automobile accident during my years on campus. Our Friday afternoon trips to the church were usually pleasant and uneventful, but that long return trip Sunday night was something else. After a long weekend, which included a pastoral visitation, teaching Sunday school, and preaching both morning and evening services, we would crawl into the car and head back for Enid, bone-tired even before the trip began, fighting weariness and staving off the treacherous fingers of sleep, which constantly tugged at our eyelids. We would arrive back in Enid in the infant hours of the morning to snatch a few hours sleep before the meeting at 9 a.m. class. Charles and I resorted to all kinds of measures in our battle to stay awake. We would rehash sermons, sing hymns, stop for coffee and cokes, slap one another on the back, lean out the window, shout at the wind, and then start the whole cycle over again. When nothing worked, we would finally give in, pull off the road, and sleep. But this meant arriving in Enid stiff-necked and late for class. The most treacherous thing about those midnight rides we discovered was the danger of going to a sl- going to sleep with your eyes open. Many a time I sat up with a start after dozing open-eyed for several seconds while the car drifted until two wheels were off the pavement. We found ourselves praying there would be oncoming traffic to break the hypnotic effect of miles of straight empty highway. There were times when we slowed down or swerved to miss obstacles which weren't really there. One Monday, a student came to class claiming he had actually seen three camels crossing the highway the night before. 
we couldn't resist asking him if they'd been carrying the three wise men. <laughs> Two other young ministers were returning across the empty miles of Oklahoma's western plains late one Sunday night, taking turns at the wheel. All at once, the student asleep in back woke, realizing the car had stopped. He sat up and looked around only to discover they were miles from anywhere. No towns, no traffic, no highway intersection, no stoplight, nothing. His partner was sitting behind the wheel, staring down the empty highway. The engine was idling. Why'd you stop? came the sleepy question. Still staring straight ahead, the driver replied slowly. I'm waiting for the train to pass. Wide awake and goggle-eyed, the other student heaved himself into the front seat. Move over and let me drive. You need to sleep. Like most student ministers, we lived on next to nothing plus a little faith. Each weekend saw Charles and me with just enough cash to get by until we received our pay from our churches on Sunday night. Man, this sounds scary. Charles and I often engaged in vigorous theological discussions while traveling together. A brilliant and dedicated student, Charles tended to view with tolerant skepticism my more simple approach to the Christian faith and my firm belief in the power of prayer and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. In spite of our differences, however, we were good friends. Our route led down U.S. Highway 81. At that time, a major traffic artery between Wichita, Kansas, and Dallas, Texas. About two hours out of Enid, the old engine of the 1948 Chevrolet I was driving suddenly quit without so much of a gasp. We rolled to the side of the highway and stopped. A brief look under the hood showed something drastically wrong with the distributor. It was cocked at a crazy angle and the cap had been knocked loose. There we stood, two dejected, nearly broke, would-be ministers of the gospel, miles from the nearest town, gloomily reciting to each other various plans of action, any one of which would cost lots of money. I could catch a ride to the nearest town and wire a relative for funds to hire a tow truck to come pick us up, but even thinking of the cost of such a maneuver made me wince. Or we could leave the car and hitchhike to our churches. I could plead my case before the church treasurer and ask for an advance of my salary. Gives the car back, but again I shuddered to com contemplate the cost, and who knew what vandalism the car might suffer left untended beside the busy highway. I leaned against the fender and gazed morosely at the steady stream of traffic flowing past. Almost without realizing it, I found myself pouring out our predicament in silent prayer to God. Knowing how Charles felt, I didn't have the nerve to ask him to pray with me. We're in a fine fix, Lord, I prayed. If there was ever a time we could use a little help from you, it's now. I recalled old Jehoshaphat's lament to the Lord. We do not what, know what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. Second Chronicles 20.12 That was us, all right, helpless. As the sun set and it began to grow dark, my concern increased. Alice had stayed at the parsonage during the week and would soon be expecting me. I sighed and kicked one of the tires with my toe. Darned old wreck! There's nothing more useless than an automobile you know won't run. A half hour of helpless waiting had passed when a car pulled out of the line of traffic and stopped. 
It was a young couple with a baby between them on the front seat. The driver poked his head out of the window. Got troubles? Our distributor's high wire, I remarked glumly. Mind if we take a look? Don't think it'll do any good. We need a new distributor. Let me take a look anyway. You got a flashlight or any tools? No. Well, never mind. I got a trunk full of tools and we'll use my flashlight. Then as I held the light with a few deft turns of a wrench, he removed the distributor. It was easy to see. He was an automobile mechanic. Hefting the troublesome part in his hand, he confirmed our suspicion. You're right. It's shot. Shafts froze up solid. You'll need another distributor. I thanked him for his trouble and suggested the best thing might be to for us to catch a ride with him to the next town, send back for the car. Maybe you could swap the distributor for another one and save a little money, he ventured, ignoring my suggestion. With a shrug, I admitted our predicament. We only have about four dollars between us. That won't buy much of a distributor. Still toying with the part in his hand, he said, Maybe I can get you another distributor for free. Well, how to do, Daddy? For free, we chorused. A slight shiver tingled up my spine. And some inner witness signaled the Holy Spirit was at work. I waited expectantly to see what would happen next. Whew, thank you, Lord. This is my father, grandpappy, and this is my story, my family. And, you know, this is this is like the kind of stuff that we need to like look forward. God is going to do miracles. Hop in the car, the mechanic said. We just need to go down the road a little ways to get it. Without another word, we crawled in the back seat of his car. I was surprised when he turned the car around and headed down the highway in the opposite direction. After a few miles, we turned onto a dirt road and soon pulled up to a farmhouse. My in-laws live here, our benefactor explained. Turning to his wife, he said, Honey, take the baby on into the house and send your brother out here to help me. As his wife entered the house, he swung the car around. The headlights probed probed through the farmyard past various pieces of worn-out machinery to reveal the rusting remains of an old 1942 Chevrolet, minus wheels and one door. Isn't it fun to, like, go back in time and think about, you know, these were, the like, the normal cars back then? It would be like, oh, does your 1995 Camry need a new alternator? Well, I got a 1992 Camry right here. I mean, this is, like... This is a while ago, and it feels like it could be yesterday. We followed him over to the metal ruin and watched as he shone the flashlight on the remains of the engine. With a grunt of satisfaction, he bent over and quickly removed the distributor. And then, holding it up to the light, compared it with the one taken from our car. I thought so. They didn't change him one bit. This old 42 is the same as your 48. He handed the distributor to his young brother-in-law. Here, Jimmy, put a little gasoline in a bucket and wash this thing off. That's how you do it. Minutes later, we were back in his car, returning to the highway. Sorry to put you in all this trouble, I began to apologize. Saw rat, he replied. You see, I work at the garage over in Oklahoma City. And the wife and me, we were just on the way to her folks' house for the weekend, and I saw you standing by your car and wanted to stop. But my wife, she says, oh, let's don't. You don't know what kind of men they are. She thought you might be crooks or something. So we drove on, but somehow it kept nagging at me that we should have stopped. 
Finally, as we turned off to go to her pa's place, I said, Honey, I think we should help those men. Well, you could have knocked me over with a feather when she says, All right, if you feel that ways about it, then turn around and go back. <laughs> well, honey said it was okay, so we did. <laughs> we arrived back at our at our car, and in a few minutes, he installed the distrib distributor, adjusting the timing, and gave me the nod. Try her now. I stepped on the starter, and the old car roared to life. Resisting our efforts to give him our last four dollars, he said, No, sir. Can't take money for helping out folks who need it. If things had been reversed, you'd have done the same for me. Then he was gone. I sat gratefully behind the wheel for a moment until Charles spoke impatiently. Let's get going. What are you waiting for? I was just thanking God for getting us out of that mess. Charles laughed. Oh, come on now. How can you be sure it was God? Me? I'm just thankful the world has a few good men left in it, like that one. You mean, you don't think it was the Lord's doing? Charles remained dubious, so I recounted the amazing list of things that had happened. Of the hundreds of cars which passed us on the highway, only one stopped. And that one carried a mechanic who not only had the knowledge, but the flashlight, the tools, the willingness to help, plus a father-in-law with a farmyard only a few miles away, where the rusty carcasses of these cars, including the car, the 12-year-old car, can, which contained the very part we needed. It could have been just a long arm of coincidence, Charles insisted doubtfully. The list had shaken him a bit. Maybe so, I said. But tell me this one last thing. After they had already passed us by and had traveled three miles down the road, who made the wife change her mind and tell her husband to turn around and come back to help us? Charles grinned sheepishly and said nothing, but he knew enough. Who? Capital W. And so did I. Oh yeah, baby. Basham Chronicles, baby. You want to know where Spirit Force comes from? It's from this grandpa. I hope we finish this whole book. I mean, it's this book really, really got our got our family going. And um, sometimes I wonder, like, in all my messiness, like, why do I have such favor? And then I remember the faith and the prayers and the the effect that my fathers have had. And so really I'm just starting to carve out and step out into really the shadow of my ancestors. I think of the amazing things, my father and my father's father, and probably many of the ancestors before them have done. And I am just barely lifting my sword to use this very easy platform of the internet to talk and I will state this that it is a miracle that I'm on the fringe radio network and that I have such a wonderful friend like Johnny McMahon that would just hand the reins over and just say hey here you know what I'm moving I'm busy uh, if you want to direct the the aircraft carrier the flying helicarrier from Avengers whatever go ahead and do it and um We've, we've been putting out shows, you know, like, um, Sarah Westall and where did the road go? And Daniel Ott, I've got a, another 
bunch of shows locked and loaded with some friends of mine that we're, we're going to post real soon. And it's just, it's an amazing thing to watch. You know, we're watching our statistics go up and our reach expand. And there's always ways that we can do a much better job, but the the fact that I'm on this network is it's it's a total miracle. Like L.A. Marzulli used to be here, and a lot of other people, and I brought uh, a lot of controversy. And long story short, you know Johnny could have just gotten rid of me a long time ago, but I appreciate a true loyal friend, and I will, God willing, and my own uh, grace and willing i'm i'm always going to be loyal to anybody like that and wanting to to be the best possible person to um to good friends it would be it would really suck to like to betray somebody that's laid down their life for you well you know what jesus laid his life down for you so at the very least we can come out here on these internet platforms whether it's like a two subscriber youtube channel or a one subscriber Facebook thing. Um, by the way, even if you have 5,000 friends on Facebook, you'll still only have like one or two people watch your live stream, just so you know. So it's called shadow banning. Yeah, check it out. TikTok, the new place. Instagram, still pretty good. You can go on there. You can share your faith. Probably get a lot more viewers. Um, but don't settle for that. You know, build a podcast, get on anchor or whatever, get a podcast going, get a website, work on it hard, share your faith, build up a portfolio of, of things that you can share. We're working on a project called the spirit force white papers, which will be a sort of, um, rough draft notes of the ways that the Lord has led us through the spirit dreams, visions, prophecies, just essays and, and just you name it. All right. We'll be back soon. This is my brother Justin's song called Prophet. It is a warning song to a wicked America.
Well, I, I'd say that's some nice music to start our church Sunday day. Wouldn't you, Margaret? Oh, I love Justin. He has a very beautiful voice when he sings the Lord's blessing. Well, what did he say again? Well, I believe, Margaret, that Justin was telling us to warn America about the sins of America. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Well, are we going to go to Burger King for lunch today after church? All right. Let's get into the news here. Um, Got some LibertyDaily.com. Kind of hard to read in some ways, although uh, uh, they're trying to do the Drudge Report thing. They're just a little bit biased, a little bit overly, like extremely against everything the left does only, which is fine. Um, but I also like to just have like literal just news, news, news. Um, anyway, let's just – we'll just take a look at the headlines, a few headlines, and then I'll turn this puppy off. I promise. How did ordinary American people become domestic terrorists in the eyes of the deep state? That's an editorial. Yeah, well, uh, it's part of the globalist program to take down America. And when I play that song from Justin, Justin Spirit, that's from a band that they did like almost 20 years ago. Salt of Earth band. That was during a time when we really saw the writing on the wall for the implementation of the global government into the world and America being taken down and why God will allow it to happen. Well, uh, you know, there's been some people that have really sought to bring the kingdom into America. And yet the, the more or less Christian church system has made it very hard. And you see that when you read the first few chapters of face up with a miracle, and we'll continue this in the next episode. But this is a country that largely has forsaken God, and yet the people love the Lord, but the government is becoming very coercive and very deceptive and very nasty. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., CIA-led military response to pandemic was meant to drive democracy from the world and usher in global totalitarianism. There's an article here about the number one solution to protect yourself from the virus, quote-unquote, shedding, and other bioweapons. Worth looking into. Tucker Carlson, Democrats refuse to accept the verdict. Duh. Are CNN and MNBC about to make Kyle Rittenhouse rich? <laughs> yeah. I saw the meme today about, you know, the kid that was smirking with the MAGA hat with the Indian drum, drum Democrat guy like, Duh! and he's just sitting there smirking. He, they got a lot of money. He's like, hey, we got a lot of money off this. And then Kyle Rittenhouse is like, hold my beer. <laughs> Reckless, flip-flopping, fascist, fear, fear, Fauci. See, this is why they'll never be the Drudge Report. It's just like too many... It's it's too extremist. It's too extremist far right. No, it's too extremist pro liberty. Um, 
it's fine. It's it's their spirit. I respect it. I'm reading it. I'm literally reading their headlines on my show, so I do respect it. Fauci attends book party at Elite Italian Bistro, violates DC mask mandate. Oh. What's the surprise there? And they do that on purpose because they want to let you know that they don't follow their own rules. You are an underclass citizen. Fact, the unvaccinated are now the new Jews. Whoa, let that sink in. Don't let the left tell you otherwise. Isn't it an honor to be counted among the Jews? And could this be the thing that forces us first to the wilderness and then to the new Jerusalem? Could this have parallels in the Bible and in recent history? Because I'm not defending the Holocaust, but the fact that that happened really solidified the establishment of Israel as a state as a country. We'll, we'll see. That's a very, very interesting statement. The unvaccinated are the new Jews. And hey, if you took the first jab, whatever, I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, just freaking get blood thinner, get, you know, just don't take any more freaking shots. But the concept of like, I live for the religion of giving myself boosters, that's satanic. Just the idea of living for the system, that is now becoming a very intimate choice. I say go for it. Nick Sandman encourages Kyle Rittenhouse to sue the hell out of the liberal media and leftist smear merchants. Yeah! GoFundMe denied Rittenhouse fundraising while crowdsourcing funds for BLM rioters. Yeah. And Antifa militants. Oh my gosh. The system is against us. Totally. How the slow release of oxygen for digestive cleansing works and why the royal family uses it. I think that is probably something that would be connected to MMS. Uh, All right. BLM protesters marched the streets of New York City following Rittenhouse verdict, but their chant makes no sense. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) Rittenhouse, guilty, guilty, guilty. No fascist USA. Organized now for... Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And, of course, they're all wearing masks. Uh, There's an editorial here, though, too, which you can read if you go to the Liberty Daily. Top biggest article. Why we must take the Revcom's call for violent revolt seriously after Rittenhouse acquittal. Yeah, they're probably mostly sex offenders. Beef prices surge 20% due to inflation and endless money printing. Yeah, I just spent like... A little bit too much money for some pretty pretty cheap steaks. Like, you know what? We need some protein here. And most of the steaks were like 40 bucks, 30 bucks at the grocery store. 
NIH and EcoHealth colluded to evade research restrictions. Big surprise. Mob rule denied. Kyle Rittenhouse acquitted. That's a good headline right there. Thank God. Mob rule. You know, we're heading into that, though. So, you know. Praise God. Glenn Beck wants to help Kyle Rittenhouse sue the crap out of the corporate media, among other things. Yeah. Pretty much everything's about Kyle Rittenhouse. Let's uh, move down here a little bit. Nerpy, nerpy, derpy, derpy. We're reading from the Liberty Daily. Mike Adams. Love that guy. Check out the Mike Adams Health Ranger report. Only purebloods will survive the vaccine radiation holocaust being unleashed against humanity. I guess um, you might... You might surmise that essentially this has to do with your DNA, your blood. And Noah was found to be one of the only ones with pure blood. Noah was the last unvaccinated on earth. And again, if you took the first jab, I'm not trying to say you're evil or whatever. It's a spiritual choice to go along with the system. Well, I got my fifth booth, George Dirt. We need to start putting pressure against this thing before they say, well, after your sixth booster, well, now you need to get injected with the nanomachines that literally finally complete the change from your humanity into a silicon creature or something and connect you to the image of the beast. The beast will, will create an image. And that image will be an idol to return the, the, the planet to idol worship, which is strictly forbidden throughout the Bible. Strictly. And I've lived in, in idol worshiping countries and it's just you, you sense the, the deadness of their souls, those that worship idols. Biden's education department refuses to say there are two genders. Well, that's a surprise. This is CNN. Network publishes two contradictory stories by the same author on energy prices and Joe Biden. Roger Stone reveals who he would draft to run for president if Donald Trump doesn't run in 2024. Alex Jones. No, probably um, Ron DeSantis and General Flynn. And I know a lot of people don't trust General Flynn. I don't think that what he said recently means he's a Satanist. It might just be a sign not to put all your faith in him when he does run. And he might be God's pick, but no politician will save America. In the end, only God will save America. What a surprise. Distressed woman yells F America before having a seizure on Kenosha courthouse steps after Rittenhouse found not guilty. Wow. The demons are being exposed. 
The Rittenhouse trial shows us why cameras in courtrooms are the proper move for our legal system. Jimmy Hoffa's search continues as FBI gets new information in 46-year-old case. Okay, that's kind of actual interesting news outside of the, the current events. You, you know, I don't want to make my show about just what's happening every day and kind of date the show and cause it to become a news show. I'd like to know what's happening worldwide every day and really triangulate with what God has done in the past. That includes my grandfather's testimony, even testimonies from missionaries in the family. I'm playing the music from my best friend, Justin, who really was the ultimate musician of the family international, a very, very secretive Christian group that ended about 10 years ago. But I, I'm a person who believes in triangulating history with current events. So I'll look at the news every day, but I'll, I'll compare it. I'll compare and contrast with 10 years ago, with 40 years ago, with a thousand years ago, 10,000 years ago. All of it's important. We need to have all that history in mind. And it is 2.22 a.m. here. So one more. Ooh, one more means I've got to find the right one. Oh my gosh, there's so many good ones. So many. As vaccines stop working, or never worked at all, FDA authorizes Moderna Pfizer COVID-19 boosters for all adults. So look forward to it, guys. They're unleashing the kill shot for everybody. And they're coming for the kids. And war has been declared. Except in 2021, war is, oh, we're coming for your kids, but it's through a vaccine that lets them go to school. Oh, it's so nice. They have a nice vaccine. Now they can go to school now. By the way, we're all sex offenders, but we want your kids. There are all these people singing about, we're coming for your kids. We're coming for your kids. We're coming for your kids. Meanwhile, the media covers up for them and says, these are nice men. They're dressed in weird, horrible, demonic clown outfits, and they're singing about coming for your kids. But it's fine. It's good. It's, it's loving. And if you're not for your kids being given to pedophiles, then you're a hater. And if you want to fight these people, then you're evil, then you're a hater. So think about it. You do nothing, they come for your kids. You do something, maybe you go to jail, or maybe you can't get a job, but at least your kids know that they had fighters for parents. And I am somebody that's, I've dealt with people like this. I've dealt with people that come for your kids, and I will always be known as a fighter. And even my lawyer in court in Taiwan said to the judge, Speaking of Kyle Rittenhouse, you want to know what it's like to stand in a courtroom with uh, Chinese-speaking lawyers and judges? And I didn't need a translator because I speak Chinese and I can understand Chinese and I even wrote Chinese for that court 
session. And my lawyer stood up and said, you know what? Michael Basham's daughter will grow up knowing that his father laid down his life to defend women against evil people. And it was kind of like this silence, like, what do we say about that? And I looked at my lawyer. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, she's cool. She's a good lawyer. She she believes in this. But in the end, the Taiwanese court system wasn't able to save Kaya Basham from the clutches of actual really, really evil people. I'm not going to name names, but you can probably guess who uh, probably people that used to be in this in this cult in the group. And so you can never trust a person or a human to be your savior, but only the Lord, only Jesus Christ is going to save us in the end. Only Jesus is going to help us through the future. And uh, yours truly, Don Basham's grandson, I could have lived a cushy life and, and just, hey, you know, Don Basham built this huge empire it was torn down because he was so real the system couldn't stand him 700 club came after don basham and tore down everything he ever did there's a reason why you can't go on kindle amazon or anything and find an ebook from don basham because my family has been attacked from day one because they're genuine because there's there's something real there and what we're building now is and I, I hope to connect soon with uh, Derek Prince Ministries and others, and just to let you know that's that's in the works, but it's under fire as well. Like the wars never end. And meanwhile, there's like there's this whole new generation of people that don't know anything that we're talking about, and like, well, can I believe in Jesus today? Do I get to know the Lord? Uh, yeah, yeah. Is is believing in Jesus just about dealing with pedophiles and evil Illuminati? No, 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 of course not. Well, why do you only talk about that? Yeah, exactly. We need to not only talk about that. So getting back to the, the basis of our faith, I did a show earlier with uh, Anna Prayer's Cellar Door, good good friends, 12 foundation stones, reading the Bible, getting back to the foundational basics. And I don't want to dwell on all, on, on all the darkness all the time. I don't think it's necessary. I'm just saying that um, it's there. And the the enemy is at the gates and they're coming. And we do need to strengthen our faith and learn about spiritual warfare and weaponry and tap into the, the power of the Holy Spirit that God can speak to you through your dreams, through your prayer times, and, and make sure that you have that time with the Lord to grow your faith. If I didn't have a walk with the Lord in the beginning, I'd probably have committed suicide a long time ago just because of the level of the darkness. But because I do have a walk with the Lord, believe it or not, I like most of my day is filled with making jokes and hanging out with my little baby daughter and, you know, chainsawing the forest down and having adventures and going to town and just amazing adventures, amazing, amazing adventures in the spirit and invading the internet. I think, I think we, we all need to do that. Just go in there and invade it. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of people who don't have faith. Share something with everybody. Build other people up. 
get to a higher place on the mountain and then reach down and pull people up. Don't go and get stuck in hell and, and get dragged down. You go up to heaven. You climb that mountain. I literally saw a, an entity last night in my dream of an amazing angel. And there were these lesser angels that were crowding around this angel just saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. I just, I love you. And this uh, higher level angel was just, just embracing and blessing these younger ones. And I don't know what the dream meant. I just remember thinking, wow, I just glimpsed heaven. And then later in the dream, it was like, someone was saying, man, I wish we could get deeper into heaven. Like people see these little glimpses and then they don't go any further. And I was thinking, yeah, it's so true. And so I was seeing a little glimpse of heaven. And then I saw a lot of hellish weird things because of the, I think because of just the enemy attacking us because God is doing so many good things. So notice God does a great thing in your life and the enemy tries to swoop in like a Nazgul from Lord of the Rings and just take away that joy, take away that blessing, take away that praise. No, you can't praise the Lord. Oh no, Galadriel, what do we do? They're coming. Can you praise the Lord when they're swooping in to take away your faith, take away your substance and your, your innocence? Your love for God. You're running away trying to hide. The Nazgul are coming, Galadriel. No, Gandalf. And uh, what's her name? The elf lady is like, Be strong, Frodo. Whatever strength I have left, let it be given to him. Whatever her name was, Liv Tyler. Oh, my little Frodo. Kind of cheesy acting, but if you read the books, you would see the virtue of those stories. To fight against evil and the goodness and the virtue of the of the good guys and the heroes against those evil ones. We're in the Lord of the Rings, guys. We're not in a zombie movie, particularly. We're we're kind of in a zombie movie, but if it was a zombie movie with Legolas and Aragorn and these amazing characters in the Bible. Listen, those are the people that I interact with, but we've got to reach out to the new warriors too. So reach out to them wherever you are. Look at those young guys in the, uh, the Starbucks or the, well, probably not there so much, but maybe, maybe the Arby's, maybe Arby's is the next witnessing field. We're not, we don't have any more roast beef. Well, you know why? Because the globalists have taken over the supply chain. And so even Arby's doesn't have roast beef for their roast beef sandwiches. Not kidding. True story. Last night, found out. I don't go to Arby's that much, but my friend's like, yeah, Arby's doesn't even have roast beef. So anyway, it's uh, it's it's an hour and a half, which is a little long for one dude to talk going to leave you with this song. It's called, I Choose to Stand. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Don't give in to everything that's happening. Have a memory. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment. Have no idols. Do not worship the beast or the image of the beast.
and I speak this by faith because perhaps someday somebody will find this recording and say, oh my gosh, like the metaverse is forcing me to not only use it to have my job, but now I have to worship this weird image that's approaching called the image of the beast. And it's the beast is Mark Zuckerberg's puppy is the beast, which would make a lot of sense. Uh, and then I don't know what to do. And then I found your show on a contraband website and I found out you're talking about the Bible and the Bible says, do not worship the beast. No, no, don't worship the beast. Literally right there in the Bible. All those that worship the beast will be cast into the lake of fire. That means you intertwine your soul with every pedophile child dungeon torturing soul connected to Satan that wants to destroy everything that needs to be burned and destroyed. What do you do with somebody that's done that kind of thing? You destroy them. You get them out of your town. You don't like let them like hang around and expect your children to be safe with a pedophile lurking around. Don't worship the beast or the image of the beast. And that is coming along with Mark Zuckerberg's puppy dog named Beast. Mark. Beast of the Mark. <laughs> beast of the Mark. Maybe that's the, the symbol of what's coming. Maybe there will be image of the beast of the Mark. As an upside down telling of the Bible. I don't know. Maybe I'm just kind of pontificating. Maybe I just need to go and get a life and go to bed earlier. 2.34 a.m. here on the East Coast. Hallelujah. Gotta go. I could do this forever. I love you guys. Be a disciple. Don't live for the world. Work hard. But live by faith and let the Lord lead and guide you. And have fun. You know, don't be too like, oh, I'm so holy. You know, watch a movie or two. Sometimes just binge a, a couple movies. Just sit down and just have a have a nice little movie day. Don't be too negatively focused, but still have the long-term marathon runner focus of End Time Warrior. God will send you on missions. When you're more relaxed, he may send you on more missions in your sleep in your meditation time. Hallelujah. Lord, I just thank you for this time. Thank you for the Fringe Radio Network. Thank you for all the people that listen to this. Thank you for all the shows that we have on the network. Thank you, Lord. I praise you. I worship you. I thank you. We love you. We can't do it without you, Lord. We get to you. You're the only one that can make it. Everybody else is false. Let every man be called a liar. Only you are true. We seek you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Bye-bye. There have been times I've fallen down There have been times times I felt it was the end of this road there have been times I've cried your name but I know in all you stood by and made me to breathe
I'm facing myself I'm facing this world that stands against me I can't find it in myself I can't fight through on my own Jesus, will you stand right with me?